This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves the fire What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I am your host covering everything sport, international and local. Coming up on today's show, we've, we're recovering, man. We're recovering from fight week. The impressive Canelo met Kovalev in an intriguing matchup that saw the fighters stylistically uh, approach the game differently. Talking about styles, the baddest man on the planet contest between Masvidal and Diaz ended in a very strange way, which left the fans wanting more at UFC 244. We take a trip around the world to see what's happening in football. A serious leg break put things in perspective last night as the players showed a different side to the game between Everton and Tottenham as Andre Gomez broke his leg in a collision with Hyung Ming Song and Serge Aurier. Mario Balotelli reacts after another racist act from an Italian crowd causes him to smash the ball back into the crowd getting a yellow card. Guys, you don't want to miss the show. All this and more on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Oh, he loves the fire then. What a goal. This is the halftime show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. It sure is that time and welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host covering everything sport, international, local. Shout out to Dodi, Amin, Fatami, Mehrang, uh, Musab for tuning in on the Instagram live at Pulse95 Radio or at Omar Alduri. Slide into the DMs if you have any questions about today's show or you can catch us on Apple Podcast or SoundCloud if you miss out on the show and have to work. No problem, guys. Today, we are talking boxing. Oh, my God. For the first segment, we got boxing going on. We got the UFC happening. Plenty of stuff to dig into, especially, especially as an emphatic knockout of the much larger Sergei Kovalev and the target he now carries on his back means that Canelo must be in the conversation to be the number one boxer pound for pound. Now, his promoter and legend, Oscar De La Hoya certainly believes that and he said you can't tell me that Terence Crawford or Lomachenko or anyone else in boxing is daring to be great like Canelo. Hmm. Crawford, Lomachenko and Naoya, they all um, are three-weight world champions but Canelo Alvarez becomes a four-weight world champion with the New York victory as he knocks out Kovalev. What an impressive fight. What's impressive is the manner in which he won it and against a much larger opponent. We kind of like that when we see that. You know, normally in the movies, you always got the guy who's slightly small against the bigger guy and you want the smaller guy to win. Well, Canelo's no joke and definitely, definitely someone who is slowly establishing himself to be one of the greatest, if not the greatest, pound for pound out there at the moment. Now, an opponent who's high on confidence following his recent victory against a very good fighter in Anthony Yard. And speaking to uh, Anthony Yard's coach, is something that I want to do very, very soon, so stay tuned for that. Kovalev had a 10-week turnaround from a bruising win over Anthony Yard, which wasn't easy. There's been questions asked regarding his failed drug test, his controversial decision, which in many eyes saw the judges bail him out in the defeat, uh, well, bail him out of a defeat um, when, they, when he faced Golovkin by scoring a draw. And Canelo and Golovkin fought each other 
I don't know. It just it didn't seem like the, the usual Canelo. Something seemed off. Canelo's conventional, but against Kovalev on Saturday night, he showed elite-level defense. Not to be seriously stung in 11 rounds by a knockout artist who's naturally 20 pounds heavier than him. And it showed. 20 pounds in a ring is a big deal, guys, especially when you can strike at any time. Brutal punches to the body, which go right through you. Now, Canelo's thumping body punches, ironically, have become a trademark weapon as important to him as the right hand of Deontay Wilder, and we know how strong that guy is. But what impressed me about Canelo against Kovalev is that when those body punches didn't work, he found another answer. You know, that's, that's all about adapting your game and adjusting the skill set to be able to find a way to win the match. And I felt perhaps the only way that Canelo can once and for all gain the appreciation that he deserves is by removing all doubters and his rivalry with Golovkin in a trilogy fight. Don't make us wait, bro. You know, stop wasting our time. Stop wasting your time. Just make it happen. Don't do a Floyd. And many let that drag when it was like a scene out of a De Niro Stallone movie. You know, I, I can't act. That fight between Pacquiao and Mayweather took ages to make happen. Probably two years late. Now, will Canelo face Golovkin? Text us on 4215, do, or slide into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio or at Omar Duri and let us know what you think. Who is the greatest? Now, speaking of movies, as we switch on to UFC, there was a real, it's like a surreal feeling uh, to this one as Donald Trump attended UFC 244. I don't know, guys. I'm sighing because I don't think he should be there. But anyway, he wasn't the only one. The Rock, probably the most popular man on the planet, ironically, was there to reward the winner as the baddest man on the planet would be contested between George Masvidal and Nate Diaz. Now, with the credit they both have on the street as well as the cage, you couldn't help but feel the anticipation to this fight. I was so excited coming into this fight. Masvidal had been so impressive in his previous fights, recording the fastest knockouts in history against Ben Askren in five seconds. That's right, five seconds. Nick Diaz, however, running out of opponents after victories over Conor McGregor and Anthony Pettis. Now, what was a match that would be based on endurance, pressure, pace, and finishing had an underwhelming climax as the fight had to be stopped due to Nate Diaz's eye being in no shape to continue? Now, I have to admit, when I was watching it live, I was thinking, let him fight. Let him fight. He wants to fight. And then the doctor came in and he was very unpopular and he called a stoppage to the fight, causing an array of boos, including one from my house. <laughs> and having seen the images and stitches, Diaz's face was in a very bad state. So in hindsight, we have to give it to the doctor. It was the right decision. But at the time, I'm sure I wasn't the only one who was shouting at the screen. There will definitely be a rematch once the cut heals, which sets up another great contest. Coming into the fight, Nate admitted that he was injured and had to be smart with his energy pressure going into the fourth and fifth round. And that was his strategy to excel. Now that would explain his pragmatic approach in the earlier round as Masvidal looked very sharp. The reason why I believe Nate had a plan was because of the style of training he does. You know, for those that don't know, Nate Diaz is a triathlete. Some may not know this, but his lifestyle and the manner he trains is very impressive and full of discipline. Now, the that's, that might be surprising. That might be surprising for one person. But, coming up next, we talk more about what's coming on the Halftime Show. This is Pulse95. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Now, as we were saying earlier, with the UFC and the stuff that's happening in that, it was crazy to see Nate Diaz and, of course, George Masvidal's fight end the way it did. 
Darren Till got the decision against Kevin Gastelum, which is massive for his rise to the top, especially in the middleweight division. I don't know about what you guys think, but till one of those guys reaches the top, UFC is going to be sport for choice. Having absolutely nothing against Gastelum, a legit skilled fighter who continues to shine and could have won this fight and not many would have begrudged him the victory. The difference is Gastelum with a defeat can still reach the top, but Till would have a huge hill to climb if he hadn't got the victory. Coming up next, don't worry football fans, a round of what's happening on the weekend and what's coming up this week, only on the place to be at 3, the halftime show on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. It's a Shaja story. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the halftime show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh! It's into the nice! It sure is that time. It's halftime show with Omar Duri and plenty to get our teeth in. But before we do that, remember, guys, if you do miss our shows, you can always catch us on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. We have some incredible guests with amazing content covering topics such as mental health, gut foods that improve performance and even what's happening in our communities across the UAE. Shout out to Saleh, shout out to Alia, Klautiniel, Kasim uh, from London and everyone else who's tuned in on the Instagram live at Omar Alduri or at Pulse95 Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Remember, the show would be nothing without you guys. And speaking of communities, one of the things I've discussed on the show quite passionately is racism in sport. Now, an incident happened last night between Verona and Brescia, which reached boiling point for Mario Balotelli as he received more racist abuse from the fans, which resulted in him booting the ball into the crowd and threatening to walk off the pitch earning him a yellow card <sighs> a yellow card guys he gets a yellow card for uh, responding to the crowd when there is thousands and thousands of people hurling abuse at him uh, what where is the common sense in the game I have no idea now we could all clearly hear but apparently both coaches said they heard nothing now that's the issue I have it's, it's alarming that they pretend like nothing's happening and pretending like something obvious isn't there. It's not educating those fans. It's encouraging them to make chance and hurl abuse to distract the opposing player. Who's responsible for these actions? Text us on 4215 do or slide into our DMs on Instagram at Pulse95Radio or at Omar Duri and tell me what you think. Is there a way to eradicate racism from the game? Can we exclude it from the stadiums? I was watching several games this season and it's been like that. We've covered it with Inter Milan, we've covered it with Lukaku. And unfortunately, it's not stopping over there. Do we close the stadiums? Do we ban the fans? What is it that we need to do, guys? Get on it and stop pretending like it's not happening. In other news, I was watching Everton Spurs last night. And what was tragic about that is Andre Gomez's injury, which was awful. Uh, a tackle made by... Uh, Hyungmin Son resulted in Gomez hurling off the ground only for his momentum to take him into another challenge by Serge Aurier. Now you can tell by the reaction it was quite a bad break because many players turned away holding their heads. Son uh, was reduced to tears actually and, and having been cautioned the yellow card then was shown the red card following VAR 
And also you could see the referee look over after he'd, he'd shown Sun the yellow card and seen how bad the break was. For those that didn't see it, it is awful. Awful. Um, uh, you don't want to see that with anyone in sport. And uh, I'm surprised Martin Atkinson tried to resume any kind of order in which was a very difficult situation for everyone involved. It reminded me of Eduardo Silva's break uh, for Arsenal or Gabriel Cisse's break for Liverpool uh, and Marseille, which saw similar scenes from both teams as the, the players were just petrified by the scenes and how bad the leg was broken was just disgusting. Anyone that's played the game will, uh, will be able to sympathize with him. It takes a lot of character to come back from that, especially when your own teammate has been hurt so badly. What next for the player, Andre Gomez? The, the toughest mental battle to stay positive believe he can play again and it's not career ending and overcome the trauma when he does come back the impact of the next challenge if all goes well with surgery rehab recovery and stability will show you know where he's at and it's great to see the football community send messages of support to gomez and his family to unite to show love and that's what it's all about it's about showing love and respect and, uh, and that's something that you know us as fans, as coaches, as uh, human beings have to support the case, especially when it comes to sport. When someone gets injured that badly, it's hard to see. Manchester City and Liverpool both came back against Southampton and Aston Villa. Looked like a strange weekend when both teams left it late to win the game. They really are in a league of their own. And Leicester, Leicester City continued to grow with an impressive win against Crystal Palace, resulting to third place. Arsenal fans... Text us on 4215. do. Let us know what you think with another sad home draw, uh, which saw a lot of frustrated fans, let's say. Emre is under a lot of pressure to deliver. Mourinho is being spotted at the Emirates Stadium with Raul Sinelli. Be careful what you wish for, Arsenal fans. I'm just telling you. In Italy, Inter beat Bologna 2-1 with Lukaku scoring twice. De Ligt bags the winner uh, for Juve in a tightly contested match against Torino. And finally, the kid comes, comes good after a shaky start to his career at Juventus. In Spain, Madrid do with, uh, drew with Betis and Barca lose to Levante. Yes, you heard it right, folks. Barca lose to Levante. Um, Barca and Real neck and neck with 22 points each with a game to play. But for me, the game is all about Granada. Granada flying the flag in third position with 21 points um, in the Gulf League. That's another thing we've got to watch out for. You've got Sharjah, and yes, I said it right, Sharjah doing big things um, in the Arabian Gulf League. And I'm so proud. I'm so proud to see that. It's nice to see them with a 2-1 victory over Fujairah. Um, Keep up the great work, Sharjah. Inshallah, you make it back-to-back -back titles. Shabab Al-Ahli and Al-Ain keep up the pressure with victories over Ajman and a tightly contested game between Al-Ain and Al-Jazeera. Now, both teams had chances to win the game in what appeared like a chess match. Ali Shakir did receive uh, a red card after 13 minutes, but despite that, Al-Ain still managed to be more efficient. Their attacks, recording six attempts to Al-Jazeera's one. Al-Jazeera did make use of the extra player as they had more possession but couldn't convert their nine attempts off target and next up for Al Jazeera is Sharjah where they will have to get their tactics spot on if they're going to get anything out of that game they are playing at home but I wonder whether they will set up to counter Sharjah who have been brilliant so far this season as we all know guys being home uh, or called the home team having your fans supporting you can encourage you to be bold 
and adventurous but i wonder if they will play not to lose rather than to win i guess we'll have to wait and see till the 7th of november to find out the result who's been your team of the week who are you looking forward to seeing most this week in the champions league the liga arabian gulf league or westway goals <laughs> just let me know coming up next we answer your questions talk about what's coming on wednesday and who's leading our pulse 95 fantasy football league only on the place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 you're listening to pulse 95 pulse 95 oh he loves this is the halftime show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Welcome back to the halftime show with me, Umar Adouri. I'm your host, covering everything sport, international and local. Thank you for all those who are sending the messages in on Instagram Live. Miffy and Co, Mufid, Pilar, Jordi from Barcelona has also tuned in. And shout out to my Pulse 95 family here, Ray, RR, and Arwad in the background giving it big um plenty to talk about actually we've got um some really cool guests coming up and this week we've got dr alan Curry, who will be talking about concussion and sports medicine so guys you don't want to miss it on wednesday three to four um plenty of good content coming out of him i've been i've been chasing him for a while now and he just come back from japan so we have some great stories on the rugby world cup we've also got the Sharjah international book fair if you don't know already now you know big things happening over there they've had steve harvey they've had some incredible guests down there and we are there uh live actually for most of the other um shows on and tonight i will be there from six to seven moderating some really really cool guests talking everything about nutrition lifestyle health so if you get a chance to come down please do come down and uh, we will spoil you with some wicked content as well the um Fantasy Football League is going crazy at the Pulse 95. If you haven't joined, um, that's something that's happening as well. And a massive shout out actually to Ranushka, definitely one of our own presenters on uh, the Morning Majlis. Uh, Rani is amazing. Uh, have a great show, Omar. Rock the book fair tonight. Thank you so much. Um, we've got some big things happening. As I was saying, the Fantasy Football League uh, at Pulse 95. If you haven't joined the group, uh, send us a message and we'll send you the code and the winner gets a little prize. Uh, great stuff happening with that. Ahmed Adib is actually killing it at the moment. I was doing all right for one week. And then after that, um, they kind of caught up with me and actually knocked me off the first, second and third spot, which is kind of hard to take. My pride is definitely uh, definitely at the door. Uh, shout out to Christina as well, who's in the room on Instagram live at Omar Durio Pulse 95 Radio. She's jumped into the room as well. She's always checking up on me. What a lovely lady. Uh, Fatoum as well. Good luck, coach. Thank you so much. Guys, plenty happening, especially at the Sharjah International Book Fair. Remember, I will be there tonight at 6 to 7. And we've got some of our show hosts as well who are going to be there. And a lot of guests, man. The content is incredible. It's a great cause. A lot of good initiatives happening down there. So make sure you tune in to, um, to that. And also, every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday, 3 to 4, on uh, Pulse95, the halftime show. Remember, if you do miss the shows, guys, you can always catch us on Apple Podcast or SoundCloud as we turn into music and commercial free. Now, it, it has reached that time. Unfortunately, full time on the halftime show. Guys, I'm going to miss you. Dr. Alan Curry is going to be amazing on Wednesday. Make sure you tune in. Stay tuned for more on Pulse95. Salam. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3pm. 